There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Help Desk for Thursday, the 4th of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. How are you, Tess? I'm pretty good, getting through the week. Yeah, indeed, indeed. We're almost at the end of it. And tell me about Nine. So uh, yesterday, Nine announced that they've picked the streaming guy to be their new CEO. Streaming guy is my term. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't make it into the official press release. But Mike Sneesby is the new boss of Nine Entertainment. He is a former telco executive and is currently the head of streaming service Stan, which is owned by Nine. In addition to that, he will now be in charge of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, but Nine also owns television, radio and other publishing assets. The company's been searching for a new CEO since Hugh Marks abruptly resigned in November because of his relationship with a former member of his executive team. Uh, Sneezeby has extensive experience in leading a subscription service, but he doesn't have a strong background in free-to-air television, radio or publishing. Um, There's been some commentary around that that signals that the the TV side is is more powerful than the old Fairfax side over at Nine. But uh, I actually think it's a sign that the future, that at Nine they've embraced that the future is digital and driven by subscription revenues. And overall that's probably a good thing for the newspapers unless they divest them. But yeah, what do you think? Oh, well, I can't comment too much, I guess, because I'm a freelancer at uh, Nine slash Fairfax. But yeah, look, yeah, good on Sneeves. Uh, th- this is fascinating as someone who watches uh, the entertainment in- industry in the States quite a bit. Um, uh, the Warner Brothers, HBO, that giant conglomerate, uh, they put their streaming guy in charge as well. Um, and that's how it was referred to on the podcast I listened to, the streaming guy put in charge. So, you know, you're in good company there. But um yeah, I think it's an interesting move that that they are seen as the people who kind of might get what the future is. Uh, Disney, funnily enough, uh, put their, their their theme parks guy as the, the the head of their company when their their current CEO stood down, and that shocked a lot of people because everyone thought the streaming guy was going to get the nod. He he ended up taking a gig over at uh, TikTok, so don't feel too bad. About mm. him. Yeah, I mean, one day Stan might be bigger than than everything else in their portfolio. Um, mm. Just some stats. It's currently valued at more than a billion dollars. They've got 2.3 million subscribers and they've secured a bunch of large content deals with US companies such as Viacom, CBS, Disney and NBC Universal. They've also launched Stan Sport recently. Uh, but mm-hmm. they will be looking for, I guess, a new managing director to take over, a new streaming guy. I guess so. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you a Stan subscriber though? I it feels like Stan is like the boomer choice for me. Like I, I, the, I used to have Stan when they had Disney, and then Disney took Disney, and so now I have Disney. So, yeah, no, I am a Stan fan, like um, exclusively for RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. 
Well, that makes sense. <laughs> No judgment here. Uh, moving on, and uh, Microsoft has uh, its big celebration called Ignite happening at the moment, and because of that, they've uh, announced a whole bunch of new features for Teams. So Teams is getting a thing called Teams Connect, which will allow users from two different organizations to create channels and chat to each other. Slack already has that feature, of course. Microsoft is getting into the smart speaker business, though, and this is far more interesting to me. They're getting into the smart speaker business in a very Microsoft way. Rather than coming after Google, Apple, and Amazon in the personal speaker market, uh, Microsoft's new intelligent speaker, that's its name, is an enterprise product through and through. The new smart microphone can detect up to 10 separate voices chatting and that way it can kind of break out the meeting notes if you're in a conference and and give you full dictation of who said what when. Uh, It sounds awesome Uh, and the mic can also translate in case one of the hosts or the guest is speaking in another language. There is no pricing as yet but the Surface they have like a surface whiteboard thing and that's like 70 grand. So yeah, they're not cheap when it comes to this kind of cool stuff. Mm, maybe, yeah, a bit more of a strategic move going into the enterprise product there. It's I just think it's really amazing how transcriptions have just been completely commoditized uh, to become just a feature now that a smart speaker can perform. Like mm. just a few years ago, it was just an incredibly painful thing that, you know, we all knew a robot could do it, but it just wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. And and the feature is really good. Like I've used it in the past. Uh, if you use Stream, I think it's called Microsoft Stream or Microsoft Teams also has built-in transcription if you're on uh, like the enterprise grade version of the product. And it, it actually works really, really well. But then everything does these days. Um, like Otter is really good as well. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, Zoom. Uh, the competitor is absolutely killing it. The revenue grew 369% year over year in the quarter ending January 31st. And moving on, it appears it's too soon to kill off cash completely. We've got a very analog story from Woolies, uh, which has walked away from a cashless store trial at a number of its smaller metro stores. The trial started midway through last year, basically when no one was touching cash and in those smaller inner city locations that don't have a high amount of cash payments anyway. But Woolies will now be accepting cash again at those locations. Woolworths Metro General Manager Justin Nolan told IT News that while almost all Metro customers choose to pay with cards, cash remains incredibly important to those who don't for a whole range of reasons we didn't fully appreciate. And I guess some of those concerns that people have are, you know, are you excluding people who don't have cards when you bring in these kinds of policies? And what about those people who want to be off the grid and mm. don't necessarily want credit card or banks or uh, Woolworths knowing who's purchased what? Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm definitely not that kind of person. Um, I I looked in my wallet the other day and there was cash in there um, because an FPOS terminal was down. And I was like, when did I take that out? I have no recollection of taking that that money out. But it was there and I was able to buy a coffee. So um, yeah, it's uh, for me, cash has become a backup. It's not, it's not something that I ever think of using. So yeah, it's a, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one. I, I, I'm more than happy to move to our cashless mm. society. 
Yeah, I guess money money is a personal thing, and if you mess with people's routines, yep. <laughs> well, they definitely Woolies definitely won't be doing this, you know, wholesale across the the across the suburban network of stores anytime soon. That's for sure. Absolutely, and also you just don't want to stress anyone out when they're shopping as well. It's hard enough. Anyway, moving on, Spotify. Uh, is set to overtake Apple on podcasts by the end of the year. This is according to market research by Forecast, which has predicted that Spotify will overtake Apple as the main source of podcasts in the US. Spotify is already number one in a couple of different markets around the world, but Apple is still the stronghold worldwide. I've had a look at our downloads and we're about 70% Apple. And then the rest of it is all broken into nerdy groups before it even gets to Spotify. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like overcast, pocket casts, like all the the really niche ones, which I love. I think that means we have really good nerd listeners. Thank you. And where was I? The company says that Apple is losing podcast listeners to Spotify since it started tracking listeners back in 2018. Currently... Apple has 34% market share in the US. Spotify is at 23%, but they expect the shift sometime to happen at the end of the year when Spotify gets to 28%. Ironically, the firm says that Spotify's advantage comes from it being a one-stop experience where music and podcasts can be in the one app and be shared. Apple previously had a one-stop app called iTunes that everyone hated uh, before it split it all up into podcasts and music and videos and movies and all that other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know more about podcast history than I do, but, you know, wasn't that, you know, Apple breaking out podcasts as a standalone app, something that really helped create the podcast market and commercialize it as, you know, a way, a really easy way for people to discover content and helped grow that audience for for podcasts into like an actually viable medium that we have today? Um, yeah, a lot of people think that. The, the, the two big hits in 2017, I think it was, was uh, Serial and uh, the podcast app uh, coming on to, because not only did it become a breakaway app and, and you know, on, on Mac OS, it probably didn't matter at all. But on iOS, when it broke out of being iTunes, uh, not only did it become its own app, but it was then placed on the first page of anyone who updated their phone because it was a brand new app. And and I think, you know, that, that bright, shiny purple new icon that they hadn't seen before probably did help in, in a lot of that growth. Having said that, though, I really do like what Spotify are doing in terms mm. of sh- melding the two things together. And I wish Apple had done more of that, you know, in the, in the 10 years that they had no competition. Yeah, it's, it is, I guess, you know, they did have time after that move to continue to improve the podcast app. It doesn't just stop at creating the podcast app mm. and the market for podcasts. Yeah, and it's been a, a pretty bad experience for a very long time, I would I would say. No, Peter, we anyway, have to say nice things about both of them. Oh, yeah, in yeah, case, yeah, jump like, on in. <laughs> the algorithms are listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jump on into Apple Podcasts and like and rate and review and share and all that other stuff. Um, that really helps. Uh, <laughs> but then go listen to us on, on, on a better app. Um, do you use Spotify, actually? Because you're like a millennial. <laughs> Uh, old millennial. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I don't listen to podcasts in there, but the suggestions are really good. I actually think the algorithm maybe has got me worked out from my music. I don't know. Mm. Um, I, I reckon there's, there's something to that. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm still using a standalone uh, podcast app and I use Spotify for my music and so every time I'm in there, I'm, I'm the same as you. It's like I've never, never listened to a podcast in the Spotify app and yet it's suggesting stuff that I actually listen to all mm-hmm. the time in, in my real app. So, uh, yeah, it's... it's I get closer and closer to testing it out, but Spotify still scares me somehow in in the way it's approaching podcasts. But again, we love love them. Spotify. Features. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Tess. Thanks, Peter. And we'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.